When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply chair because he doesn't have a laptop like me and we sit there and we watch the game and then he leaves at halftime so that's really the only thing he knows about that arena getting from the media area to that chair and that's it well i was trying to get us to the suite um i was, I was a little uh, you know i was neither like, does cappy i had no it's a different elevator you guys are all lost. but i got us there i did get us there yeah i really really did uh brian windhorse is going to join us here uh in a second before go ahead christopher all right go ahead Walker. i oh. thought you were going to toss it oh i'll toss it to brian now no no toss it to me oh go ahead christopher <laughs> commercial free celebration Wednesday made possible by our friends at Shakey's home of the original pizza chicken Ooh. and mojos mojos are so good it is 710 ESPN you had a mojo Cappy oh I have not oh you need to get a tell mojo. me what is it oh we gotta go we gotta Let's go shake oh yeah for lunch we gotta go oh really we Shakey's right by my house on PCH okay ready it is 710 ESPN KSPN Los Angeles KRDC AM 1110 Pasadena Los Angeles more Shinano and Cap in a moment Ortiz, and I'm from Lancaster, California. Congratulations, King. Let's go. Justin Gonzalez from Lake Elsinore, California. Hey, man, great respect. 20 years, 20-plus 20 years doing this, man, and I hope you break the record tonight. Deserve it all. Hard work, dedication, pays off, man, and just congrats to you. Picked up by Westbrook. Here come the Lakers, four on two. LeBron down the middle, to the rim and in. Six points away. Westbrook to LeBron. Put it up and in. Four points away. 32 in the game for LeBron. I'm Zach Khalifa. I'm from Australia, Sydney. Australia, look at that. Congratulations, King. I came all the way from Australia yeah, to see you break the record. Just to watch the record. Can't wait. So excited. Uh, Dominique Corsoff from Rancho Cucamonga, California. Congratulations, King. Hey, LeBron, I've been a big, your biggest fan, one of your biggest fans ever since high school. I'm glad to see you break the record right here in L.A. <laughs> Here come the Lakers with 25 seconds remaining in the quarter. Westbrook with it. Give it to LeBron at the right elbow. LeBron, one-on-one against Kenrick Williams. Backing him in. Turns. Shoots. Scores! King is now on top of his throne. Congratulations, King. Congratulations, King. Congratulations, King. Congratulations to LeBron James, making history last night at Crypto.com. LeBron James has passed the captain. Today, we celebrate the King with a commercial-free Celebration Wednesday. Celebrating the King making history with 38,388 straight seconds of non-stop commercial-free mega sports talk. A commercial-free Celebration Wednesday on the home of the King, 710 ESPN.
Little after 5 p.m. in the Southland, we are on 25,380 seconds so far of nonstop mega sports talk shit on out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Time for What You Need to Know, brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. That's the 90 minutes from wherever you are. What Take you it g- away, producer Lindsay. Yeah, Lindsay. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Sedano. Thanks, Chris. All right, guys. So, earlier today when Roger Goodell had his Super Bowl uh, press conference, he decided to tease a potential major change to the NFL scheduling. He said that the league could flex Thursday night games like they already do with Sunday night games. This would be great for fans, of course, because, you know, some of this past year's Thursday night games were pretty terrible. But it sounds like an awful idea for, like, the teams and the players because, you know, throwing in an extra surprise Thursday night game sounds like punishment, basically, for the teams that are good enough for teams to actually want to see them in prime time. So, yeah, Thursday night games potentially coming soon to the NFL. And travel would be a huge pain in the ass. That makes no sense at all. I mean, really, it makes no sense. Can you imagine the end of a Sunday weekend? And they're like, okay, we've decided now. Surprise. That, yeah, now we're going to take the uh, the Rams and the Niners after they just got done playing Sunday night, and we're going to move them to Thursday night with no prep time at all to know in advance. I don't see it. I don't know how well, they're going to do Cappy, that. Cappy, Amanda, I don't see it. Amanda was saying they do usually give you like a two-week notice. Yeah, it'll probably be the week before. Hey, okay. in two weeks, you're going to flex. How okay. do you feel now? No, it's fine. You gutless, Kathy. You Two weeks is fine. All right. So the Sunday night, no good. Two weeks, I'll take that. There you go. All right. That is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. All right. Time to switch gears. Let's talk to one of the insiders. Uh, Brian Winhorst joins us. Yes, sir. We're here with the award-winning author, right? Like, we got to start with that, right? Not, not enough love for Brian Winhorst as an award-winning author. I feel like we need to discuss that more uh, when we have him on, he's an award-winning author. He's got one of the best podcasts, if you love the NBA, uh, The Hoop Collective. And, of course, you can catch him all over the ESPN family of networks, including last night I saw him on SportsCenter. And, Brian, I couldn't have agreed with you more yesterday when you talked about the way it felt like the city or the arena, Los Angeles, Laker fans embraced LeBron yesterday Considering the strangeness of his time here with the pandemic and winning a title in a bubble and no parade and, you know, everything that transpired, I'm with you. I I do feel like for the first time it felt like he was a Laker. You know what I loved, George, was um, everybody was in their seat at tip-off. Everybody was on the edge of their seat, and they were totally engaged in it, and there was a buzz outside the arena before the game. It was absolutely the kind of scenario you'd like from a team uh you know from a fan base that is in love with their team and that is what i saw in that performance and so um i didn't know what to expect i didn't know what to expect like dating back like six months you know when you can see this on the horizon i didn't know you know how this was going to go because it has been sort of lukewarm at times but you know i don't want to make a grandiose statement like last night was the night lebron became a you know a laker legend because I don't think he's there yet, but he gave that performance in crypto was a performance that will remain with anybody who was there and will will enter the, you know, the annals as one of the great moments there. Yeah. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And in regards to him, like, you know, I know people were joking at the beginning when he came with that fancy suit and uh, he was all dressed up and whatnot, <laughs> but he, he did look yeah. like he was ready for business and boy, was he ready. And here's the thing that I think not enough people are talking about. He started 0 for 3 in that game. Like, I don't know how you felt, but as I was watching, I'm like, ooh, maybe it's not going to be tonight. And then I think he scored 12 
of the next 15 or, or hit 12 of the next 15 buckets. When you saw it just kind of unfold, did you get a, a sense quickly like, oh, this this is going to happen? Well, I knew he was going for it hard because he had brought everybody in. Like I was, as I was there a couple hours before the game, I kept seeing more and more people from Akron, more and more people from his past. And I was like, okay, I, he's going for it. It's very clear. Um, yeah, but you can't control whether the ball goes in. The other thing is a big thing for him is whether or not you, um, you know, his three falls because you know historically his high scoring games are nights when his outside shots going. So yeah. I didn't know, but obviously he got a couple of those to go. And the thing about it is the Thunder, uh, they don't have good interior defense. Um, they're weak on the interior. They destroyed the Lakers on the perimeter, but on the interior they're weak. And so I think LeBron knew that, smelled it, and recognized he could get in there. They have no shot blocking to speak of. And he was able to get comfortable and get going. And you could tell. In my mind, I thought he was going to get 40, and he kind of ran out of gas. Or, you know, the, the Lakers just ran out of gas. I don't even know what to say about the last six minutes. Um, he would have gotten 40. But I, but I think that was his mindset going in. And he's still at a level where, especially against a team that's not great, and the Thunder are not great, uh, he can still do – he can still control a lot of the game. And so I was pretty sure he was going to get it. Um, I told some people I know that had tickets for Thursday to sell them on the market before the game because I felt like those weren't going to be as valuable. Um, but uh, he definitely has, you know, throughout his career, risen to the moment, and he, he did that for sure. Brian Windhorst with us here, host of the Hoop Collective podcast, New York Times bestseller. You mentioned the past in Akron. You go way back with him, obviously covering him as long as anyone. You were there, I presume, for that first game in Sacramento, what do you remember about then that you could potentially juxtapose to today? George, he was so nervous. So just to set the scene, that was the opening night of the NBA season, and there was ring night ahead of that game. So it was the late game, obviously, um, Cavs at Kings. The first game was the Spurs. The Spurs were getting their rings. I can't remember who they played, but the Spurs went to overtime, and TNT didn't want the game to go late so our uh they didn't want everybody to miss lebron's opening so they george they held they held the tip in sacramento and lebron was just pacing 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 he did an interview before the tip off which i don't know if he's done many times since with jim gray yeah um where he talked about it and i remember him sitting on the scorer's table about five feet from me, just like looking like he was about to go into surgery. He was that kind of stone-faced look. He was really, really nervous. And then he went down there, and like the second or third possession, he got a little space on the baseline, hit that first shot. It was from a tough angle, and he really never looked back. He had a brilliant first quarter, and as each possession went past, he looked more and more comfortable, and the rest was kind of history. And so now I look at the way LeBron walked into that game last night. He, you know, gets there five hours early and, you know, is wearing a $10,000 suit and um, is, you know, totally in control of his game and totally in control of the moment. And, you know, maybe he had a little jitter here and there when he, but like not worried at all. And, you know, in command and the court completely ringed by, you know, the amount of Grammys and Oscars and billions and NBA titles that were on that on the hardwood last night to commemorate him. I mean, you know, it, it was not Arco Arena on a night in October. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> Brian Winhorst with us here. Um, 
you know, when when you mentioned all the people that were there, we always think of him as someone who has a very tight circle, but it felt like that circle, at least we got a chance to see a glimpse that it's probably more expanded than we presumed. Well, I think the hierarchy of the LeBron, you know, connections was established during, I think it was about a nine-minute stoppage. He obviously, first up was his family, his children, his wife, his mom. Then his closest friends, Maverick Carter, Rich Paul, Randy Mims, Paul Rivera, some of his friends from Akron who he brought in, he had those guys. Then there was some really people who close to him in the business world, particularly some guys from Nike, Lynn Merritt, who he's very, very close with. Then he goes to Jay-Z. Jay-Z has been coming to LeBron games for, for 20 years. He was at games his rookie year, okay? Um you know, he has probably been to at least 30 to 40 LeBron, maybe even more, maybe 50 LeBron games that I've been at over the years, okay? So LeBron goes and, and you know, uh, is with him. Then he goes to Magic, um, who is the, you know, the guy who brought him to L.A. Like, it was like a, you know, just you sort of went through the layers of people, you know, on that court. Um, and I'm sure there were others that I didn't quite see, but you could definitely – you know, if you, you know, and, and I get it. Like, I know some people thought it was odd that the Lakers weren't out there with him. But, I mean, in all honesty, when you do that, I'm not saying you're not going to get congratulations from your teammates, but it makes more sense to, to go see the the people from Nike than it does to go see Troy Brown. No offense to him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, yeah. He's, you know, he's been, you know, he's been teammates with Bev for, you know, five months. So, uh, it was a little bit awkward, I think, for uh, some of the Lakers especially the fact that it happened in the middle of the game. Um, but I do think you got to see who LeBron wanted to share the moment with. Well, and that brings me to Anthony Davis. There's obviously a lot of video on social media that he looked, I guess, disconnected, maybe disengaged during the moment. He was kind of looking at it at the Jumbotron, but really wasn't connected. That's someone who he has had a connection with. Um, you know, there's a lot of internet speculation. You know, maybe there's something going on with Anthony Davis just from a personal standpoint. I don't want to speculate too far, but what did you just kind of make of that? Well, first off, he made the play right before that where he goes diving onto the bench and saves the ball. It was, it was actually probably the best non-LeBron play of the night for the Lakers. Um, and then it leads to the LeBron uh, easy basket, and the Thunder called timeout, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And then uh, AD stays out of the game, and I think he was getting checked out. I suspect he was getting checked out. They might have been a little bit banged up. You know, I know that only happens about six times a week. Um, but overall, I would say, yes, his energy seemed um, peculiar. Uh, just let's be honest, this was a game the Lakers needed. The, the Oklahoma City, I'm sorry, the uh, New Orleans game was a letdown, a disappointment. And here's a team a, a half game ahead of them in the standings. Who, by the way, just got bombed the night before in Golden State. Like, you're getting them on a back-to-back. And like I told you, their interior is very weak. And, you know, the guy they started at big man is a rookie. He's really a rookie power forward playing center. It was a green light for AD to have a big game. And that's one of the reasons why LeBron, you know, did so well is because he's the softness of their interior. And This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, 
S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. You know, I thought AD was looked great uh, at, at points in that Pelicans game attacking the rim, and the Pelicans have a better interior. So I can't explain why he was so low energy. I can understand why um, it was awkward for the Lakers, but I got to tell you, you know, I've actually been generally positive that I thought, you know, because the Lakers have been four or five games over 500 since that terrible 2-10 and 10 start. And, I, you know, they're not great, but I thought they were playing better. That game was very disheartening on the basketball standpoint because the Thunder, the team that are, you know, right in front of them, without their full team, they're missing a couple of guys, um, just looked so much better. And so, like, as great as the night it was for LeBron, it was not a great night for the Lakers team. Yeah, I don't think there's any question about that. And then there's the story Woj had about Russ and Darvin Ham having words. Now, I saw that because Russ, uh, Natalie Sago, I believe is the name of the official, was telling him to get to the sideline or get off the sideline, right? Because he was kind of – it felt like he was almost on the floor, right? And they were kind of jawing back and forth, and then he got into it with the other official, Zach Zarba. And then Darvin was trying to explain to him, like, hey, you got to move back. And there was, I guess, an issue between him and – or he got heated, I guess, between him and Darvin, although Woj did say that they dapped up uh, at the end of the game. Now, that leads me to the question of the trade deadline is coming, obviously, and we're about uh, you know a day away from that, so or less now uh, at this point at the time of this conversation. So what do you think is on the potential horizon for the Lakers? Well – um, I do, you know, I do think that they have some options uh, to move either Beverly or Westbrook with a pick to potentially get some role players back. I, I know Utah, that's, you know, that's been under discussion. And all along, I think the expectation has been for the Jazz to wait until deadline day to make moves. Um, it would not surprise me if the Jazz make multiple trades in the next 24 hours. Um you know, Charlotte has been contemplated. There's options there. I do think the Lakers have maintained an interest in Detroit. Um, obviously, uh, Boyan Bogdanovich should be very interesting. It's not clear whether they're going to move him. Uh, there's rumblings that Sadiq Bey, who's like a really good young wing, might be available. I have no idea why they would trade him, but there has been some rumblings about that. Um, but the real the Lakers are in an interesting fork in the road here. With Kyrie off the board, I don't materially believe that there's a trade that makes them a serious contender. Now, we can debate about that, that if AD is at full power, LeBron's at full power, that even getting you know, a, a better perimeter, you know, a couple of players in the perimeter make a big difference. You, you could make that argument. You know, the other thing is you could just you know, ride it out to the end, and then you'd have cap space, 
uh, and if you keep, then you'd have cap space, and you and you wouldn't lose those picks. And even if you wanted to use those picks, then in trades to get people into cap space, you would leave a lot more options on the table than than minorly upgrading. But the the concern that the Lakers have, and, and you know where the Lakers just get killed is they have so many you know, non-elite talent players on the roster, minimum players, George. I mean, if you looked at that game last night and watched it, and keep in mind that Lou Dort, who's one of the best wings in the NBA, wasn't playing. You know, obviously, if you were if you were picking teams, you'd take LeBron and AD probably with Shea Gilgis-Alexander as the first three picks, right? You know, you could argue whether you'd take Shea ahead of AD. I probably would at this point. But then if you were just drafting, how many more Thunder players would you say before you got to a Laker? Oof. It yeah, might be four or five. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So the thing is, like, the Lakers at some point have to rebuild the depth after the Westbrook trade. And so, like, to me, that's what they're deciding on. Do they make a deal that at least, you know, maybe gets in two more starters, even if they're not standouts, to help, you know, get some more players on the roster that are, you know, that are quality? Or do you save your cap space to go after a big free agent and then you're back to signing six or seven or eight minimum guys again? Because the minimum option is not working out. And it just goes back to, George, how much of a bleep sandwich the Westbrook trade was. That trade, is it, it just eats and eats and eats at the Lakers. The reason they didn't get Kyrie was not because the Lakers weren't willing to put the picks in. It was because the, the Mavericks had a better offer, yeah. because the Mavericks had better players, because they didn't, you know, because of the Westbrook trade. Like that Westbrook trade is a mistake that is devastating, and it's still eating at them today, and they're and they're still having to deal with the fallout from it. Yeah, and I think it's malpractice if you don't move them for something because you're gonna you've already at least vocally or publicly committed to Rui Hachimura next year. So now you didn't have a ton of cap space to begin with, certainly less than a max, and you'll have even less if you are committing to Hachimura. So you have to well, m- move these contracts. You would so here's what I thought when they did the Hachimura trade, George. I believed that that must indicate that they must have another trade in the offing, because when they you don't just cut like partially into the salary cap. Because I mean they could say goodbye to Hachimura to get the full space. Mm-hmm. That's bad business. But you know if you're signing a superstar, okay. Um, but when they went into the space by trading for Hachimura, because you weren't just trading for him, you're trading for him with the intention to to give him a new contract. Otherwise, why would you do it? Um, but that implies that there's a well-thought-out plan, you know, and that they, they haven't, you know, looked like they've had a, a second move. So, um, but, you know, that's the thing. Like, things, you know, the Lakers were this close, <laughs> this close to having Kyrie Irving and Anthony Davis. You know, things fall out of the sky for them. So um, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not giving up on it. I, I just think Rob Polinka has a tough call here. And, you know, he is operating with the, with the understanding that, one, LeBron's already resigned for next year. And, two, he got a long, gigantic extension. So, like, all of those things, I think, make this a, a, a more complicated uh, situation and I wish I could tell you oh these are the three things they have on the board mm-hmm. and it'll be much easier for us to handicap it I just don't know what they have I know where there's been some talks but I don't know 100% what they have on the board oh man it's always uh you know it, it's always drama here it, it never ends for the love of God but George I'm just gonna say I'm watching this game and I'm seeing 
Shea Gildas Alexander, Josh Giddy, and Jalen Williams, their perimeter player. Yeah. They what they did to the Lakers. I mean, those are the three guys playing for the, the Thunder. They scored seventy five points last night. Yeah. And now I'm watching the Lakers. Russ, Beverly, Schroeder. It was a horror show. Okay, and I'm telling you, they're missing one of their best perimeter players in Lou Dort. That backcourt was a bad idea in August, a bad idea in November, a bad idea now. And that's the thing. Like, Russ scored 20 points last night, and he had a couple of nice moments. He hurt the team overall. Uh, you, that, that you cannot win is not, is not a sustainable perimeter rotation, period. And it's been true for a long time. And 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 I, and I say that having thought that the Lakers have done sort of okay the last three months, all things considered. But just like and again, that team that they played is in is in is in eleventh is in eleventh or twelfth place. They didn't play the Warriors at full power. Yeah, it's uh, it's not good. Uh, certainly the uh, and we'll, to your point, we'll see what happens here over the next twenty four hours or so. But it doesn't look promising at the moment. So Brian Windhorst, New York Times bestseller. Make sure you check out the Hoop Collective podcast. Check him out on the family of networks, NBA Today, Sports Center, everywhere. Uh, he is everywhere. Thank you for joining us today, man. Appreciate the time as always, brother. Thanks, George. Uh, gay plus showing from the Laker fans last night. Loved it. All right. Excellent stuff. There you go. Brian Windhorst with us here on 710 ESPN. It is a commercial free celebration Wednesday. Too sexy for my love. On this day in 1992, the number one hit, Right Said Fred, Beto. I'm too sexy, Cappy. Let's do a little dance real quick. Well, you know what I really loved when Wright said Fred wore that like fishnet shirt, you know, so you could see through it all. Yeah. Bald Plus, guy, right? Two two bald guys, right? I tell you, you put the two of you together, you make an ass of yourselves. Okay, fine. Thank you. Yeah. Beto, we got breaking news. Yes, we do. The Lakers and the deal's official corner, AJ Wojnarowski, who says the players have been informed the deal is complete now. So here it is. The Lakers are going to send uh, to get Minnesota's D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, and Jared Vanderbilt in a trade that includes Mike Conley and picks to the Timberwolves, Russell Westbrook, and a lightly protected 2027 LA first-round pick to the Jazz. Also in the deal, Juan Toscano-Anderson, Damian Jones to the Jazz, uh, Nike Alexander-Walker to the Timberwolves. Uh, so that has been official, uh, corner Adrian Wojnarowski, who said the players have been informed. So the Brody time is done here in LA. Yeah. Be. Breaking news on 710 ESPN, powered by Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Drive into your neighborhood Valvoline and let the expert technicians make sure your ride is in peak performance in about 15 minutes. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for locations and game-winning coupons. Breaking news by Valvoline Instant Oil Change. And here's another thing. The Lakers' 2027 first-round pick to the Jazz is protected 1-4. to four. Uh, So 1-4, through four, if the Lakers have that, they keep it. Other than that, though, it's gone. Mm. Well, um, the, the, we saw it coming. But the Russell Westbrook thing, after what happened last night, it, it was pretty much signed, sealed, and delivered. You know, the, the getting into a fight with the coach, this is a guy in Russell Westbrook who a year ago had no respect at all for the head coach. Even if he flashed his championship ring and said, hey, Russ, I got one of these. I coached this team to a championship. You don't have one of these. Show me just an ounce of respect. No way. There was no way that Russell Westbrook was ever going to respect that coach. Bring in a guy like Darvin Ham, who was a former NBA player, 
comes from a tough background, et cetera, et cetera, is a physically kind of big, intimidating kind of guy. Doesn't play that. Doesn't, doesn't He doesn't deal. He don't play. Right. So the thing is, is that Russ behaved like for the Russ. most part of the season. The early part of the season, remember when they moved him to the six-man yeah. role? He was like, oh, my hamstring, can't play, hamstring, because he wasn't a starter. But then somehow Darvin Ham, I assume, got to him and got him to be a team guy. That was until last Friday. Once Kyrie Irving made the announcement yeah. that he was out, and once everybody assumed that the Lakers would get him, and once LeBron, who always says, talk to Rob, that's Rob's department. I don't deal with that. That's Rob. But we all know that's a bunch of nonsense. It's just that LeBron doesn't want to hear from everybody, that he's the general manager. So once LeBron starts talking publicly about, we should have gotten Kyrie, we could have gotten Kyrie, we want a player like that, duh, et cetera, et cetera. Once that happened, Brody knew it was over. I mean, they were talking about trading him publicly. And so once that happened, boom, he went right back to the same pain in the ass he was. Wouldn't you? If you're Russell Westbrook, right, you've played along during the season as best as you can, you've made some adjustments as best as you can, and then LeBron comes out and says, damn, I wish you would have got Kyrie, everything's out there, what are you going to do for yourself? What are you going to do? Are you going to still, hey, let me try to be the best team player? Heck no. We all would just worry about ourselves. Well, you know you're on the way out. How many times have you been at the end of a contract negotiation you know it's not going to happen? Like, oh, you know what? I'm going to go out with my own style. For him, a lot. Yeah, a lot of times, unfortunately. So what good does it do for you to be the good teammate right then and there? Well, he wasn't. So so why are you mad at him for right now? Who, me? Yeah. Who am I mad at? The Brody. No, I'm not mad at the Brody. No? No. You okay with this? Yeah, I'm fine. I mean, listen, he is who he is. He's a pain in the ass. He's not a Kyrie pain and in the ass. And that's gotten him there, and he can be a pain in the ass when you're an MVP in your 20s, when you're at the end of your career, you can't be that pain in the ass. There's a reason certain guys stay in the league, wherever league they're in, for so long, because they know how to be that good teammate. They know how to finesse things. They know how to work well with management, play well with others, right? But when you're in a pain in the ass and you don't produce, you don't deal with it. Yeah, but I Kyrie mean, is a pain in the ass, but he produces. Um, how about this one right here? Yeah, go ahead. Field Yates sends this tweet. Mm-hmm. You're going to love this about the Brody. In 2017, Russell Westbrook signed a five-year, $205 million extension. Mm -hmm. That was the largest contract in NBA history at the time. In the five years since that deal, in year one, he played for the Thunder. Year two, Rockets. Year three, Wizards. Year four, Lakers. Year five, will be traded to the Jazz. That's a major pain in the ass. Dude, wow. Hey, look. Um, I said all season long, let's play this thing out and, and the Lakers should try and fix it in the offseason. But last night was a boiling point. When you've got a player blatantly disrespecting your coach at halftime. But it's been happening all season. No, but not. He's like, been arguing with the assistants. He's been doing his own thing. That is true. We've heard that. That is true. But apparently last night, according to the reports, it went way over the top. So now that was it. Last straw. He got to go. But I suspect they were probably trying to do this anyway. Like, they were trying to make this move before Kyrie. So, all right, that's it. The Brody era is officially over. Hey, the Lakers make a move. You know that, what? That's what you wanted them to do, didn't it? Um, I, I guess. I mean, I really was saying that they should have kept the team intact all season long. But regardless. At this point, you can't keep No, him. you cannot keep him. Here's what I'll say. One thing. You ready? Um, I think the Dallas Mavericks, everybody assumes that the Mavericks will just get a whole lot better because Kyrie's there. I'll tell you that his history will follow him. 
and he will become a big mess, and the Mavericks will become a big mess. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Lakers actually have a chance to get better, even though the names may not be overly impressive. They've got a chance to get better because they got rid of their pain in the ass. And you get D'Angelo Russell, who comes back, and hopefully, from all indications, you know, he's different. When he signed with the Lakers, when he got drafted by the Lakers, was it 2015, I believe? Something like that, like number two overall? Out of Ohio State, a little too cool for school. I was around the team at that time. Okay, this kid's still a teenager, still trying to figure out the NBA lifestyle, still trying to figure out what's going on. And you've heard him in interviews talk about how he would talk with Kobe about how to be a professional, and they didn't quite appreciate it. At that time, because when you're 19 and a millionaire and you're like, I'm the number two overall pick, I know what I'm doing. Then you go and you get sent to some of these terrible cities. And you're like, okay. Now, in Minnesota this year, his shooting has been down, but that's because of different situations and where they're going at. But you're hoping that this guy comes back more mature, understands what it's like, now understands what the Lakers have, and a chance to play with LeBron. And if you can work things out, it can change things for you I drastically. Would, I would guess that everybody in that locker room, LeBron, AD, and everybody who's remaining probably can exhale like, oh my God, we finally got rid of this pain in our ass. And regardless of what we bring back, we're a better team because we don't have this guy in our locker so room So you're not anymore. walking into eggshells now? Because I, this is a situation, mind you, I haven't been in the Laker locker room more than a handful of times this season. And so I'm not around the team every day. I don't know what, I don't have the morsels like George does. But this is a situation where when you walk in, and it's constantly, every single day. I can only imagine the stuff that goes on behind the scenes at practice, the talking, the in the locker room whenever you're there. And you know you know this, when you're in a locker room and you're just kind of shooting the breeze with guys and it's like, like when something's agitated, when you don't feel as comfortable, when you can't be yourself, and you know what it is, it's the elephant in the room, there's problems here and there. When it's finally gone, you do take that deep breath, but then you look around you're like, Cap, are they still... A team that's going to make the playoffs right now? Um, well, they... you you probably are thinking no, I'm guessing. Is that what you're getting at? Yeah. Um, I'm going to tell you right now. Getting rid of Russell Westbrook, getting rid of all the problems. By the way, the problems aren't just Russ. There's a whole bunch of other people yeah. behind Russ that are also a problem. Kind of like LeVar Ball Who? was a big problem. You know who who's behind Russ? That's a problem. Well, I mean, like his brother recently sending out these messages okay. about how he's disrespected. Okay. That's just like a fan sending out. Who cares what the brother's saying? Well, all I'm saying is, is it's that like worried about the quarterback's wives who send stuff on Twitter. Who cares? People do. 
But no, no, we do. We. You don't do. think anybody in the locker room cares? Hell no, oh, I disagree. You think they're really talking about what the fans are? What the fa- You think they're I, I paying think, attention to that? I would think that in that Laker locker room, they're like, Russ is a pain in the ass. His brother's a jerk. They should and shut every, him the hell up. Everybody, okay, Anthony Davis has his own crew who's probably got pain in the ass, who's got jerks. They got this. Everybody has their entourage that's going to be with them. All right, right now, on a commercial-free celebration Wednesday, we are joined by the voice of the Lakers, the one and only Johnny I, John Ireland, to oh. break down okay, the John latest Ireland. breaking news. Let's Chris, go. where'd you get this? This is kind of From our cool. friends at Tequila Mandala. Tequila yeah. Mandala. All right, so uh, what do you guys think? Well, I think this, John. I couldn't tell you what D'Angelo Russell is doing this year. Beto just said that his shooting is a little bit down. I'm like, yeah, I haven't seen D'Angelo Russell play He's one second. He's averaging about 18 points a game. Okay. 18 and 6 weeks. Haven't right seen now. him play one second this year at all. Don't watch the Minnesota Timberwolves. But my thought is, is that apparently what happened last night, and maybe you could fill in some blanks, Yeah. but whatever happened last night between Russ and Darvin Ham. Was the the that was it? This was the straw that broke the camel's back. I don't know for sure if that's the case. Yeah, I I I think you may be connecting dots that that aren't there. I mean, coaches get into it with players all the time, as you know. Okay. Um, but I think they've been trying to move Russ for a while. Okay. And I think that and nobody's shocked at this, no. right? And I think that it just wasn't a fit. Now I was the biggest Westbrook fan in the yeah. world. I I thought it was going to be a good trade. It didn't work out. And I think that that as a has as much to do with this as anything else. Now Russ is out of the locker room. Russell goes and gets those minutes. I don't think you're going to get much of a drop-off, if not an improvement. And Jared Vanderbilt is an athletic wing, tall mm-hmm. guy, can play defense. Uh, Malik Beasley can shoot threes. The Lakers are definitely a better team than they were an hour ago. Right, so even though these are not like superstar names and who cares, you're saying that by bringing in these three guys, Juan Toscano-Anderson, worthless this year. Didn't play, couldn't crack the rotation. Great guy, by yeah. the way, but couldn't crack the rotation. Right, but so so you get to me, you get rid of Russ, you get rid of the pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. It's it's addition by subtraction. You're better because the problem child is gone, and money wise too. That the contract is big. Well, that and they, you know, they think that if they get into the playoffs this year, they can make a run. The way they've been playing, they weren't getting into the playoffs. I mean, they gave up yep. 76 points in the first half last night, 70 points in the second half on Saturday night when we were in New Orleans. You know, it's 146 points in two games, guys. You can't do that. And I think what they needed was to shuffle the deck, to get more athletic, which they did with this move, to get better shooting. Good role which players. They, which they did. Beasley's a 37% three-point shooter Russell what's Russell shooting from three this year Beto Russell has been picking up his shooting that's one of the things that Minnesota was going to say like oh we need this guy shooting he he's been on fire for two months shooting 43 percent from deep since December 1st yeah and which is a desperate need for the Lakers and, and he, he's shooting more threes and uh more says right here more than 10 attempts per game over the last 10 games so he's yeah. really really feeling it right now he just doesn't play defense for you you're not going to have that but then you pick up the guys on the wings like you mentioned those guys are the ones that are going to come off the bench that you needed those kind of guys on the Lakers to give you that boost of who's willing to do the dirty work and has give you a different kind of look. You guys think they're done? Who, the Lakers? Yeah. Done making moves? Yeah. What's out there? I don't know, but they only, traded, they, they only traded one of the picks. Yeah. Yep. I would say this, though. If you look, the Lakers have 25 wins. Uh, Dallas has 29 wins. Dallas is in the sixth spot right now. You get rid of Russ. 
You bring in these new guys. You mentioned size, athleticism, defense, shooting. You bring in these new guys. You clear the air of the locker room. Right. You go on a run where you put together five wins out of seven games, or maybe it's six in a row or eight in a row. You go on any kind of a run, boom, just like that, you could be in the top six. Right. And that's what it's a year where the West is super jammed. Mm-hmm. And they even if they could get into the top 10 cap, they, they think they could run through the playing tournament pretty good. Um, we'll see. I, I like this move because what they were doing before an hour ago wasn't working. And, and when it's not working, you got to do something. And I always liked D'Angelo when he was here before. I think he's streaky. You get on a hot streak. I think he's ideal when he's not your best player or yep. one of your best two players on our team, he probably wouldn't even qualify for one of the best three players. No. I mean, I think it's going to be LeBron, AD, and then you look around at, you know, Troy Brown, Lonnie Walker, Austin Reeves, Rui Hachimura. All those guys are probably going to play more minutes, but I, I like I like the fit better, Russell, than Westbrook. And now what will be interesting, guys, is to see if Westbrook stays on the Jazz. Because they could buy him out. Buy him out. And the consensus is that if they buy him out, how does he get back in? Mm. To the league. Hey, um, so Milwaukee tomorrow night here. Um, How fast, how quickly can you get these guys here and get them in? I don't know if they'll play, anybody will play tomorrow night. I kind of guess would not. Right. What do you think? Well, I think they're probably on their way here now. How quickly can you put this together? Like, there's not a lot of practice time. You're in Minnesota, you get told LeBron's waiting for you. Private jet, let's go. Oh, dude, well, <laughs> whose private jet is it? LeBron's? It doesn't matter. Because I don't Somebody's. know if the Lakers are sending a private jet. Maybe they are. But seriously, how quickly can they incorporate these guys? Because this all has to happen really fast. Well, here's the schedule over the next few days. They play Milwaukee tomorrow night. Saturday, Golden State in San Francisco. Monday, Portland in Portland. So it's not like they have a, they have three games over the next six days. I, I'd be surprised if these guys aren't in uniform and playing on Saturday. I don't know about tomorrow, but I think Saturday when we go up to Golden State on the nationally televised ABC game that these guys will be in uniform and ready to go. I'm totally speculating, but that's been my right. experience when trades So happen. Minnesota is in Utah tonight. So it makes it easier. Oh, they're coming. They've already been told, jump on the plan, Capri. Leave Salt Lake, let's go. Yeah, they'll get in tonight. They can do their physicals in the morning. Yep. I don't know, you know, they could go to a shoot-around tomorrow. I don't know if they'll play tomorrow, but... No. Um, I it's not that hard. I like the fact that the Lakers shuffled the deck. I think that's a good thing. You need it to. Yeah, you need it, to. especially with Russell in the big contract. There's no need for you to keep it there. With 47 million, you know, it, it, we saw it last night, Cap. Yeah. All right, it's over now. The, the Cap, Brody- if you want a master class yeah. on how to deliver great content, which one? You got one earlier from Sedano uh-huh. on how to do afternoon sports <laughs> radio. Yeah. Yeah. John and Ireland. Now, the last five minutes of Perfect. John Ireland, spectacular, brilliant. Perfect. Wow. Uh, by the way, Chris, I I just sent out your uh. Prince-themed promo that you put together and made me look uh, way better than I am, and the response has been spectacular. Well, I'm glad to hear that. It many, is so many, funny, many by the way, because I got to tell you guys, when you did your thing last night, yeah. and you said, you know, the king, and, and then you talked about, I, I'm trying to remember the exact line that you used from the Prince song. Yeah. I was thinking to myself- I've heard that before. I was like, no, I actually was <laughs> like, I wonder where the hell he came up with this. Like, what the hell does that mean? Yeah. I literally had no idea those were lyrics from a Prince song. Zero. Really? None, zero. Shocking. None. Did you ever see Jack Nicholson in Batman as the Joker? Uh, not really. So, because I, it all kind of tied together Lakerland. Prince, LeBron loves Prince. The first line of that song is Jack Nicholson saying, Lawrence, let's broaden our minds. You know, it's, so it's a Nicholson Laker themed thing. And, uh, 
and I I wanted to find a way to work All Hail to the King in there. And when I heard that song like three, four days ago, I thought, okay, that's it. And, and it just worked out. Yeah, I did Thanks not know those lyrics. Did not know yeah. those lyrics at all. I thought to myself, because well, you do now, right? What were, what were the lines? Of, what was the line? Do you, you all hail? Yeah, the new king in town. Right, young and old yeah. gather round. Okay, I was like, young and old gather round. What the hell is he even talking about? Where did he come up with this? <laughs> and until I heard the Prince promo today, I was yeah. like, oh, okay, missed it. Ding 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 ding. Hold yeah, on. Really. Do you realize if there was a Netflix documentary done about today, yeah. right, that we were doing eleven hours commercial free? Yeah. We were drowning. Once that trade happened, I mean, Cappy's eyes got big like a deer in headlights. I disagree. Hold on. How do we talk about this? But we were lucky that John Ireland was waiting around for a dinner with the owner of the radio station and was able to come in and and deliver a master Master class class class. Thank you, John. I'm very happy to help, boys. He does it all. And, And John, how about this one right here? Open the phones, Beto. I I ain't taking no phones because they're going to attack Cappy. Why are they going to attack Cappy? What are they going to attack me for? Your boy is gone. Brody. I think think you'll find that most Laker fans are going to be receptive to this. What did Chris Haynes say? So Chris Haynes tweets, Russell Westbrook, if he secures a buyout from the Jazz, the Clippers are said to have interest in the guard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bring them to the Clippers. They were supposedly in the Kyrie talks, right? Yeah. And well, I don't have anything yeah. against Russ. No, and no, I, would I love, love Russ. I would love the chance for him to stay in L.A., but that's a very interesting oh. move. Why would that happen? Get by, why not? They need a guard. I don't know, man. man they're looking. They're, John Wall is like yeah. on the shelf. They're looking for a guard. Uh, listen, I'm not saying. And putting, the drama in L.A. Yeah. I, I, the, by the way, you're right. It would be terrific for us if Absolutely. Russ would go to the Clippers. That would be great. But I would not want to bring Russ into my locker room. Right. I, I think we, we know who Russ is. He tried this year. He did a decent job of, of convincing us that he could be something he wasn't. And ultimately, he went back to being what he was the whole time. Right. And I was one of the, you know, I've been a huge Russ fan, you know, UCLA guy losing her high. I thought it would work, and yeah. it just didn't. And we were hoping it would work, and eventually it would work. But then when you're in your mid-30s, you are who you are, and you're going to bet on yourself, and that's exactly John's what John's going to get to dinner at Mastro's. Yeah, I'm, I'm on are the way you, out. Are you getting the fun, steak? Boys. Are you getting the steak? Probably. Get the seafood platter, too. Excellent idea. The owner's oh, yeah. got a lot of money. So. Yeah. There you go. Like, order the tower. The tower. The tower, You yeah. know, there like, you so you get, like, the stone crabs. Yeah. I'll go shrimp, big and report back to you tomorrow. The lobster. Yeah, A commercial-free celebration Wednesday made possible by our friends at the Commerce Casino, host of the Mandy's, where the game reigns and also go safely, California. Congrats to the king. Go safely. All hail the king. Go safely, California. Are we ready, Producer Lindsay, for Radio Tinder time? Yes, Christopher. Now the world don't you know we like to play a TV theme. And happy birthday. We lost him in 2010. Gary Coleman, of course. Which character was he on Different Strokes? Wasn't he Arnold? Yeah, Arnold. And then it was Willis. All right, what you talking, talking about, Willis? Willis? Yeah, okay. Yeah. You can follow her at Lindsay Baseball. Drumming. At Lindsay Baseball on Instagram or Twitter. Don't forget about our sponsor right here next to me, Tequila Mandala. Always swipe right. On Tequila Mandala. Take it away, producer Lindsay. Thanks, Christopher. Super excited to have you in studio again for a second time yeah. this week. Gary Even Coleman though- died in 2010. It's a long time ago. Jeez. What, wasn't he the Padres manager? <laughs> what? There was a movie. Yeah, the kid from left field. Yeah. He was the Padres manager. <laughs> there, was, there was a movie. That's right. right. That's right. Yeah. That is oh, a man. deep pull. <laughs> <laughs> Got to bring it back to my Padres. Was that the same movie where he was like a train conductor also? Sure. Okay. That was Ricky Schroeder. No, no, that was a different. That's a, that was Silver Spoons. Uh, we got to get the pods in there, baby. Yeah, it's your team. It's your oh, squad. Our. Oh, our, our squad. Team. Okay. Yeah, yeah, All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, Lindsay Baseball. Slam Diego. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. So, 
A Michigan man says that he was left with a $1,000 bill after his six-year-old son ordered a virtual smorgasbord of food from several restaurants last weekend on Grubhub. The dad said that the food started to pile up quickly at his Detroit area home after he let his son use his cell phone to play a game before bed. Well, he instead obviously used the Grubhub app and, you know, just kept ordering from one restaurant after another. Grubhub then reached out to the family and offered them a $1,000 gift card. And they're also considering using the family in an online promotional campaign. Uh, have you guys, or like your kids maybe, ever accidentally spent a ton of money on an app? Swipe left or swipe right. Cappy, you go first. Yeah, it's happened. <laughs> <laughs> You're all laughing at me. I already knew. You I mean, when you have, you have four kids, when you have four no. kids, there's a strong chance when of this happening. When you have happening. Cappy as your dad. I yeah, didn't yeah, laugh, yeah, Cappy. Yeah. I did yeah. not laugh. <laughs> all right, let's hear it, Cappy. I mean, look, here's the thing. Um, I've had a situation where my kids would order stuff, and I would say to them, did you order this stuff? And they would say no, or they would tell me yes, but they use somebody else's card, like you know their moms or whatever. And it was always coming to my card. And... There's been so many subscriptions. Like my one daughter, this used to be her thing. I'd be like, did you just spend $9.99 for Apple Music? She'd say, no, I didn't. Or I'd say, did you just download this app for $10? No, I didn't. And then she would always come back with, but I thought it was free. I thought it was free. <laughs> time after time after. And the thing about it is this. It's hard to figure out how to cancel these things. Well, they do not. make it kind of difficult. I'm, I'm with Cappy. I feel like it's kind of like hidden in a way. Right. Like I always felt like, you bought it, I'm canceling it, I can't figure out how, now I'm screwed. And it really irritated me. In fact, just most recently, my daughter who goes to school down in New Orleans, she said, hey dad, can I use your uh, Amazon? And I was like, um, why don't you use your Amazon? I don't remember what her reason was, but whatever it was, it convinced me. <laughs> Next thing I know, I'm getting, I'm getting uh, things from Amazon delivered to New Orleans, delivered to New Orleans. I said, hey, are you using my credit card? She said, no, I'm not. Then I got on, on Amazon that she was using my points, my Amazon points to pay for things. So she wasn't lying. She wasn't using my credit card, but she was using my Amazon points. I'm constantly getting screwed over in these deals. I'm not going to lie, Cappy. I pulled that one before, like on my mom, where I've... She's been like, did you did you order blah, blah, blah from Macy's? And I'll be like, no, I thought I used my card. And it, it must have yours saved from the last time like I logged into the account and I bought something for you. Yeah. So, like, you've heard that one before, right? Totally. Like, I thought it was my card. Yep. All right, Beto. Oh, Cappy. Let me borrow your card. Yeah, you can borrow it now, no problem. <laughs> no, it's not happening to me. My kids, no, don't buy a damn thing at all. It's like, oh, let me use your phone. No, you have your phone. It's like, no, you're not doing it, and they know there's repercussions if it happens. Simple as that. So your kids have never... Nope. They've not downloaded nope. an app that went to your account? Nope. They've not ordered on Grubhub to your account? Nope. They've not ordered anything on Amazon to your account? Nope. Nothing. Nothing. Would you please do they me a favor? Know. At spring break, when my kids come home, come to my house. You know, like that, those, like, um, what were those granny shows that they used to have where, like, the English lady shows up and she whips the whole family oh, the into shape? The guy shows up and right. them in the- Beat them down! It's not, it's it's too late for your kids. They're already grown. They're all adults and they know how to manipulate the cappy. We do it on this show. You bought drinks for my friends that you've never met because they were listening. Like, <laughs> I think you guilted them into that, Beto. And his kids don't? Yeah, you're right. Hey, Dad, let me borrow your Amazon. Oh, you have your own. Oh, I don't know why it works. Uh.
Come on, she's going to Tulane. Kid has a 4.8 GPA. She knows how to work the cappy. Yep, she Wait, worked me. It, it, well, in regards to accidental orderings or whatever, <laughs> I remember when I was in like sixth grade and dial-up internet was a thing or whatever, and I couldn't get on the internet. So I went into the settings and like messed around with them, and it turned out I changed the dial-up number to a long-distance phone number. Okay. So then when my parents got the phone bill, it was like a $6,000 phone bill because I accidentally changed it to a long-distance number because it was on for like, you know, hours and hours. The phone company, thankfully, you know, they, yeah. they reversed the charges because it was a simple mistake. But my mom wanted to kick my butt. Like, I was in so much trouble. So this I kid with grounded. Grubhub, they get Grubhub for free now? Well, I guess. Because the kid messed up? Well, I guess, yeah, I guess they, they offered him a $1,000 gift card. So they're the, still paying for but it. But did the family actually receive all the stuff that the kid ordered? Yes. Or did they yeah. even, did they know that the kid was ordering yes. it? Yes, yes. Yeah. It started, the food started showing up on the, on the, like, the front door. And they're like, what the heck's going on I, here? I guess also because in our house, it's. Oh, I'm hungry. Let's order Grubhub. No, no, no. As and they say in Spanish, I frijoles en la casa. There's beans at home. You yeah. can eat at home. There's. Yeah. You're not ordering no apps. Though. Dude, I don't order anything from any of those apps. No. Do you I have beans every... in your house, though? You know I do. Uh, absolutely. Tango frijoles. Wait a minute. You, you don't ever order, like, to-go food? Like, from- Never. What? Never. Because it's always, it, it, it's not su- great. It's a little sus. The experience is not amazing sometimes. Yeah. It depends on what you're ordering. And it gets a little cold. I'm lazy. I, I do not order Grubhub. I don't order Uber Eats. I don't order any of that stuff. I order all of it. I ordered Grubhub last night. Yeah. yeah. What'd you Door get? Dash. Grubhub. Uh, Benny's Mexican food. What'd you get? Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. But you know, Chris, I can walk to no, it, yeah. but not I to order too, on Grubhub. Not to get too specific. We don't need a lot of people knowing exactly your location. But that's a pretty light walk. Well, there are multiple Bennies. Hey, first of all, there's more hey, than hey, one. Also, that's Amanda, sus. Amanda is hella sus. It, uh, no, no, I order. I order from Cheesecake Factory, and I live right across the street. That's hey. lame. Well, well, that no, Cheesecake Factory, you can't get in there. Hella yeah. lazy. I'm sure, I'm lazy, hey, but also, you know what? I don't care. Hey, it does, you, have, you can never be too safe in these days, ladies. So yeah, I'm okay with I that. mean, if it's late at night, I'm not. You know. Well, let me just tell you one thing. Yesterday, I come into the office here, and I walk down to Stephanie's office, who kind of runs this uh, side of the building, right? And or um, the building. Yeah. Well, and and so I said to her, I go, Hey, what are you having for lunch? She said Chipotle. I go, oh, Really? Where? Where's? Which Chipotle did you go to? She goes, Oh no, no, I Grubhub did. I I had it delivered here. I'm like, you did? She's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go walk. So I walked the streets yesterday. Don't I go that. to Chipotle, you know? I go in, and the whole reason I walked rather than ordering it is because I figure it's way more expensive to order it than to walk down there. One bowl and one soda. How much does it cost? You mean to buy it and walk there? Yeah. 20 bucks. No, that's probably like 15 Yeah, about 13 if you walk there. $20 for a chicken bowl and a Sprite. Did you nah. go extra chicken? Yes. Okay. Well, well yeah. Yes, I, I left that. De- that. I left did that you get detail the biggest out. Drink? I le- No, I got because I don't even. I didn't even want soda. I wanted water. I don't know why I got three dollars for like a cup of soda. Yeah. Stupid. You're gutless. And dumb. You're well, that, you're I mean, clueless. More like that. Yeah, not gutless. Clueless. Yeah. All I know is food delivery service apps are like the best invention ever. That's all. Super lazy, but I don't care. All right, so next one. New England Patriots owner Robert Kraft expressed his desire for Tom Brady to sign a one-day contract and formally retire as a member of the team. He said, quote, not only do I want it, our fans are clamoring for it. And to us, he is, always has been, and always will be a Patriot, and we will be bringing him back. I don't like to make a commitment for him, but we will do everything in our power to bring him back, have him sign off as a Patriot, and find ways to honor him for many years to come. 
Well, then today, former tight end Rob Gronkowski discussed the possibility of doing the same thing and said that it's something he would consider if the opportunity was presented. So do you guys think that both Tom Brady and Gronk should officially retire as Patriots? Swipe left or swipe right? Beto, you go first. Swipe left? Yeah, they should. Like, you know, they're... Um, That'd be right then, by the I way. Mean, yeah, right. <laughs> swipe yes, all right? No es izquierda. Oh, wow. Capi. All right. Yeah. Um, I don't know what right is. I only know what left is in Spanish. Right is right. Um, so, yeah, they, these guys are patriots, <laughs> without a doubt. You associate Brady as a patriot. I mean, it's a formal thing. It's a one-day contract. You do it. for, And you got to do the publicity. Of course you do that. I have no problem with it. So you swipe derecha. I don't even know what that is, bro. Yeah, that's right in oh, Spanish. Yeah. Oh, thank yeah, you. you should check that out. Mucho gracias. Google it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Google Translator. Um, Tom Brady, yes, 100% should sign a one-day contract and should retire a Patriot. Rob Gronkowski, don't really have a strong feeling about him. Like, who cares? Well, I oh, mean, nah, he's a Patriot. If yeah, you're a Pats fan, yeah, that's your guy right yeah, there. Yeah, he, he's, such a, he's such a guy. Like, he's such a, a he's dude, a, he's you know? He's such a Barstool yeah. guy. Come on. He's, so, he's all about Boston and everything else. Bro. Yeah, but... Even all though he went to Arizona. Uh, yeah, all I'm saying is that, like, Tom Brady is is the New England Patriots. Rob Gronkowski is one of many, many, many pieces over the years. You know how many bros are all about Gronk? Like the nickname alone, you'll say Fiesta. That's why Gronk has TV commercials. He does. He does like a TV commercial right now for for, the bank. Yeah, for a a credit union. Yeah, USAA. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. He does. He kicking a field goal at the Super Bowl to make money. People love Gronk. My mom loves Gronk. No, no, I love Gronk too. I'm just saying that like Tom Brady sign a contract, retire a Patriot, automatic home run. No brainer, et cetera, et cetera. Rob Gronkowski, yeah, he could do it, but he can't even do it anywhere near the time that Tom Brady does it. Because why not? Because who cares? I think they should do it together. Yeah, that'd be a good but idea. But they're not like they're, linked they're, together yes, from the beginning are. to yes, the end. Are. Yes, they are. They're, I think they are. Rob Gronkowski is one who chapter. Is one chapter of Tom. Br- yeah, but how many different tight ends or how many different wide receivers did he have? He only had he's, one tight end. Gronk. He's one chapter. Name another tight end that he's had. Um, exactly. No, no, Gronk. I, I'm going to get there. No, I Retire. got it. Retire 87. Christian Fourier. Never heard of him. What are you talking about? Hall of Famer. Seriously? No, I made that up. I think, I, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty wait, sure wait, that Gronk. Fourier, he's from like, he went to Notre Dame out here in the Valley. He's a TV guy, isn't he? I, I yeah. don't know. I, yes. I, is he really even a guy? I just. No, you're close. I am? Yeah. yeah. What about, what's that dude's name wait. that uh, was the bad guy? That was. Oh, pl- don't bring up the. Was really? The, what was the bad guy's name? Aaron Hernandez? Oh, yeah, oh no, I didn't no, know his no. name. Yeah. Is that his name? Yeah. You Why'd you bring his, his name, name up? Oh Why would you say his name? Yeah. Gronk, yes. You brought it up. Gronk, I'm pretty I sure the bad guy. that I wasn't Gronk talking has about him. caught the most touchdown passes from Tom Brady. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure. He's at least like top three. All right. All right. Okay. All right. Anti, uh, Anti-Gronk over here. No, no, I'm pro-Gronk. I just don't. Brady, no brainer. Gronk, eh, who cares? I think a lot of people disagree with you. I guess so. Everybody. Yeah, exactly. That's usually the case. Yeah. All right, speaking of football, Rams running back Ronnie Rivers. He's uh, sprinting all the way to the bank on his birthday, too. Over the weekend, the NFL rookie hit the mega progressive jackpot at a three-card poker table at Caesars Palace in Las Vegas, winning $514,000. Nice. He was in town celebrating he and his mom's birthday. And his luck at the poker table earned him almost 70% of his first year salary. That's what I was going to ask you. Yeah, which was $705,000. So instead of having you guys swipe, what's the most you've ever won at a casino? Can we can we adjust that to what's the most you've ever won on a on a sports wager? Yeah, sure, on a wager. Wager, casino, whatever. You got anything, Beto? Yeah. What do you got? Ah, uh, craps table, 2800 at the Harrow's in 
Reno on uh, the Janet Jackson Timberlake uh, Super Bowl. Oh, oh man! Fire started with fifty, just kept it going, baby. Snowboarding all day, craps table. I was on fire. Twenty eight hundred. I'm like, whoa! What, what do you, I'm what to do you play? What do you is. play? I was shooting. Uh, but what do you, you like? Do you you play Perhaps. in the pass oh. line, and then you play in like the middle, or you play in, like six doing, and eight? Dude, I, I bought all the numbers. Mind you, we were <laughs> loaded. No, so I was buying everything. You telling them to press it? Oh, I, well, you got to always press the flag. I didn't know Try. how much money I had. Right, all I know is that they kept changing the chips. I mean, I was like 24, 25, so they kept changing the coloring me out. I wasn't paying attention. My boy Steezo was there. Steezo, I took these guys to steak dinner afterward. It was the first time I ever went to a real steak dinner. Yeah. I'm like, whatever you want. The table next to us was ordering the, a dessert where it was on fire. Steezo says, hey, bring four of them over here. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Joe, Willis, Joe Willis, the guy, you met him. He was yeah. there, too. Oh, yeah, we had a great time. When you got done and you had $2,800. I didn't took know until I went to the cage. Okay, but then you go and you buy everybody dinner. What do you got left? Uh, Dinner was only like 600 I remember that. Oh, all right. Yeah, because we weren't. We were... 25 we weren't doing bottles of wine we're just still drinking beer and tequila shots gotcha oh we had a good old time damn Harris in reno what year is that 2002 three four so like something 2004, 2004? Four, yeah. yeah wow yeah yeah it was good because i only started with 50 bucks i just kept on going baby i was like yo yo i had a couple yo 11s i love him yo 11 oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> you ever hit the fire bets up top Nah. I hit those ones for like, it was like 1500 bucks. Yeah, crafts is fun. That's what I play. What about you, Cappy? Um, the only time I've ever like won a major amount of money in a bet, um, Beto, you'll love this. I hit a pick six. Got a baby. You know? Atta now, a pick baby. six, for anybody that doesn't know what that, do you guys know what that is? Pick six? Yep. <laughs> okay. Steezo's listening. Steezo! Oh, Steezo! Oh, oh, damn! I haven't seen this dude like in four or five years. Wow, Tahoe, baby. See? Steezo, Steezo, you remember that dessert? <laughs> Oh, yeah. You remember that? He's the one that ordered it. Right, four of them. Bring Cheap them out. Food, uh, that, one of the cheapest dudes ever, too. He loved me. That Cheaper way. than Travis Rogers? Oh, yeah. Okay. Steezo. We should have a cheap off. Yeah. Steezo's black and Mexican. His Uncle Manuel says, Orale, nephew. There you go. <laughs> Lowrider. Hell, yeah. Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> I, I had one pick six. A pick six, for anybody that doesn't know, is when you go to the races, when you go to the horse races, you got to pick six winners in a row in the final six races of the day. Yep. And so it's very, very hard to do. Um, and it costs a lot of money, more often than not, to build a ticket because you're putting in lots of different horses. A couple hundred usually, right? Well, yeah. I think our ticket that day was like $2,000. Oh, but there were a whole bunch of people that were putting money into it. So I put in like 100 bucks, and I think we wound up hitting this pick six for like thirty or $40,000. Oh, baby. Yeah. And I remember them giving me the money. In fact, I left the track that day. I went to my son's Pop Warner football game. And I was on the phone with somebody who was describing the action because we were five for five. And when we won, man, I was so psyched. And I think I got like like four or five thousand dollars off a hundred dollar bet. That a baby. Yeah, that's, that's cool. You know, it's funny you uh, mentioned Ronnie Rivers, and I read that on, story. Real quick, Steezo. Hey, tell Cappy it yeah. was called El Diablo. El Diablo. <laughs> yes, yeah, Steezo. Uh, Ronnie Rivers, when I read that, they were like, Rams running back Ronnie Rivers won five hundred thousand dollars. I was like, good for him. I was like, who is that? Hey, he's a rookie. Yeah. By the way, I want. If it was the Chargers, won, you would know him. I would have no you idea. Who he You'd know who he was. You know every single Charger player. Couldn't even tell you who their yeah, starting yeah. running back is. Uh huh. Besides my slots jackpots, the most I won was on the Bud Crawford, uh, Sean Porter fight. Oh yeah. I put like I think I put like three hundred bucks down for him to get knocked out, and it was like six through eight or whatever, yeah. and he got.